Welcome to episode number 20 of the Galveston Ghost Podcast. We've come a long way since we started, and uh, we've got some exciting news, actually, to share with you. So first off, the Galveston Ghost Podcast is produced at RadioGalveston.com, right on the Seawall Boulevard, 15th and Seawall. And uh, we are part of the Galveston Experience Company. And what's happened is since we've got all of these great interviews, we're actually going to be taking excerpts of them and putting them on a ghost tour. But not a walking tour. We're going to put it on a bus. It's going to be called the Ghost Bus Tours. And you can find that at GalvestonExperience.com or just Google Galveston Ghost Bus. It's a pretty cool-looking bus. If you're driving around Galveston, look for it on the seawall uh, around 15th and, and cruising around. Those tours will be starting very, very soon if they haven't already by the time you listen to this. So every so often you run into a house that is so haunted it generates multiple stories. And uh, this next story that's coming up is actually the first in a series and we'll let Kate take it from there. Hey everybody, it's Kate and I am super excited to share this next set of ghost stories with you. Now, if you think your house is haunted or if you have some ghost stories, make sure you get in touch with me so we can share them on the podcast. Today you're going to hear about a home down in the historic district just off of Broadway where the same ghosts were seen multiple times by many different people. Now, this may turn you into a believer, but enjoy the next interviews as we hear about the captain's house. We start off on the stories. Um, <laughs> even I'll give you a little bit of history. Basically, my parents bought two houses in Galveston. They bought the house with the captain, which is the main part of the story. Um, they bought the captain and they bought another house. The other house had to get some stuff done to it before we could make it livable. So we were staying in the captain for, it was like maybe six to nine months before we moved to the other house. Yeah, that was a partial 1800 storm survivor. Okay. Uh, basically when the 1800 storm came in, uh, it blew in all of the debris from the other buildings that were destroyed and basically barraged this house. Uh, the third floor was completely wiped out. Wow. That's why it's a partial. It didn't quite survive, well, but the first two floors did. Well, technically, the house is still being a survivor because the street that we're on is what they call the line of demarcation. Mm-hmm. It's where, that's where the houses were actually still livable. The ones from Sealy to the seawall were absolutely destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where this house is a little bit weird and unique in that fashion. Um but the third floor was uh, rebuilt out of the rubble of the other houses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was actually built out of a ship. Yeah. Originally, it was built out of ships. Yeah. So, the first time anything ever happened in the house, it happened to me when I was in the house. Um, I was 16 years old. We just moved to the island. And I had to go down there first before my parents did because they were still selling the house they had in Houston. And I, being 16 years old, had to go to school. So... That day in that house was absolutely weird. Um, when we bought the house, the house came fully furnished. So, like, it had tons of antiques. It had tons of mirrors everywhere. And the mirror that I'm talking about, I actually still have. The, the big mirror that we had in the living room area, we just put a TV in front of it so that I could just, you know, watch TV or whatever and go to sleep because I was just sleeping on the couch. 
And I remember basically the way that the house was faced is that the first floor was basically the kitchen, living room, dining room, and the, well, we called it the poker room, but it was like the library. Okay. Um, and the way the house was set up, like when you come through the front door, um, you immediately came into like the living room area and you could see the kitchen. And the kitchen had like a really weird L-shaped bar. And how you access the L part on the bar was all the way into the back of the house right by the entrance of the library area. And the library is where the, the grand staircase is to go upstairs to the second floor. Okay. Um, I was sitting in front of this mirror with a TV in front of it, and the mirror basically faced right down the hallway or down, like, the, the L shape in the kitchen and stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I see somebody basically walk out of the library area to the kitchen area, and it looked like he was just, like, you know, holding slats from, like, the side of the house. Now I'm like, wait a minute. Why are you supposed to be in the house? I'm supposed to be here alone. So I get up and turn around, and he's not there. <laughs> but, you know, before I could even get up to turn around, he turned sideways, and that's when I noticed the boards were going through him, and he wasn't carrying them. Oh. Uh. Yeah, I set that house from top to bottom just to make sure that nobody was there, and nope, nobody was there. Nope, nope. Even called my mom and asked her about it, too. I called her, and I was all like, is there somebody in the house doing work? She's like, no. Okay. So that's why I told my mom. Um, that house ended up being what we call a resort rental. So basically, we rented it out for a short period of time to other guests. Okay. And that's where most of the stories come into play is either we have cleaning crews that would tell us the same stories over and over again. And these were multiple cleaning crews. They weren't just one. That's I like, had a few refused to even come back. Yeah. Now that's where it became really weird. Um, we didn't. Like, we try to urge our mom to make, like, a like a ghost book, like, for guests to write down their stuff sure. or write down experiences on the house. But that's where my mom, she was kind of 50-50. She didn't want to have the exposure. Yeah, she didn't want the, the bad exposure to dampen the light of anyone else. You know what I mean? Right. So we, we kind of didn't go down that road. We just kind of mentally kept note of the different stories and how they were kind of lining up, which was kind of weird and freaky. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, like I said, it might be completely, it's very unusual. Like, we even try to investigate literally everything in that house to where it couldn't be paranormal. Like, on the, the fourth floor, where basically, like, like the rooftop patio, we mm-hmm. even had exterminators come out and remove all the, like, the bird nests that were underneath the, the, the decking that was up there. Because we thought maybe, like, you know, with, like, pigeons or whatever that were rooting in there that were, like, you know, causing all these scratching noises. Okay. And so the same stories, you know, so long true even after we did that. I mean, like, they put up chicken wire and everything to make sure that the, the birds wouldn't come back. So, like, the stories that we've had are just completely, like, there's no way that they're random. No way. So there is just part one of uh, three parts. Uh, we're editing still the rest of it. I've previewed the stories. They're very, very good. You'll definitely want to Uh, subscribe so you're notified when the next one drops hopefully in just a few days here at the Galveston Ghost Podcast you'll find us on all the major podcast platforms and also at the podcast page of the Galveston Experience website which is galvestonexperience.com and if you think you'd like to do a ghost bus tour in Galveston go to the Galveston Experience website and just click on experiences and you'll see a list of all of the upcoming 
ghost tours, historical tours, and uh, everything else that we've been working on so hard. We'd love to have you join us on the bus. And uh, if not, we definitely hope you'll join us right here next time for episode 21 of the Galveston Ghost Podcast.